You're listening to the Midtown Church Sermon Podcast. Midtown Church is a family loved and served by God, compelled to love and serve each other and Austin with God. Learn more at midtownaustin.org. And good morning, Midtown family. It's uh, wonderful to worship with you this morning. God is so worthy of our time and our attention. Uh, we pray that he would be glorified in our words and our thoughts uh, this morning. Uh, you see that we have a lot of visitors, both on Zoom and here in person, so we really want to welcome you. Uh, we love that you're here, and we aim to be a church that actually welcomes people no matter where they're at in their spiritual journey, if they've been following Jesus for, for decades, or if they're just kind of checking out the one that we worship here this morning. We're really glad that you're here via Zoom and here in person. My name's Justin. I serve as the associate pastor at Midtown, and we're going to continue our series in the book of Proverbs, one that we're calling Foolproof, where we've been asking the question, what is the wise thing for me to do? And we know that throughout Scripture, there's plenty of things that are black and white, where we know that there's just decisions that we have to make, and we know it's black, or we know it's white. But we also know, like, throughout our life, there's actually lots of morally neutral situations that we find ourselves in. And that's where we just need wisdom. It's not necessarily wrong or right with what we do, but we have to seek God for the wisdom, and we ask the question that we're asking throughout the series, what would be the wise thing for me to do? And today, we're actually going to talk about wisdom with time. That's kind of a scary one, right? Because we all know that we are prone to waste time, and we all know that we should invest time. And so I hope that this will help us throughout the the morning just answer the question real specifically, what would God have me do, or what is the wise thing for me to do uh, with my time? Time's kind of interesting, because we we talked about money last week. Uh, Maybe you've heard the, the, the three T's, the time, talent, and treasure. Like, these are three things that God's given us, and we're supposed to be good stewards of them. Uh, t- the, the difference, though, between talent and treasure and time is that time, we actually all have the same amount, where we all have different amount of treasure, we have different amounts of talents, or even maybe the same talents, but more degree or less degree than other people. But the interesting thing about time is we all have 24 hours in a day. We all have seven days a week. We all have 365 days in a year. The only thing that's different is some of us are going to have more years than the other. But really, we're all actually on the same playing field when it comes to time and stewarding our time, which I think is really important for us to do, which is why Moses, the prophet, prayed this prayer, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. That's a great prayer, right? Teach us to number our days that we can have wisdom. We want to have wisdom with how we should use our time. And you think Moses, back in his day, if he had to pray that prayer, think about how much more we have to, right? Like all the decisions that we get to make and the things that vie for our attention is vastly different. Like, like, I remember that there wasn't a time when you had to ask the question, like, do I just want to watch one episode or watch the entire thing over the next two days, right? Like, back when I was in college, which was, you know, feels to me like it wasn't that long ago, like, we had appointment viewing only. And so I had to base my week around Thursday night at 8 o'clock to watch Seinfeld with my roommates. And now we have access to everything. I didn't even know what the word binge meant. And now we all know what it means, right? Or take, for instance... This little thing, well, mine's not in my pocket right now, but we've got this little device here, and we have to make decisions all the time about, am I going to put the phone down and actually, like, talk to the person in front of me, or am I going to put it down so I can do something more productive? What am I going to do with my time? Because now we have these little computers in our pockets that are vying for our attention all the time and giving us notifications. What are we going to do with our time? Or take, like, the work day. You have to ask a question, like, am I going to shut my computer down for the day so I can get home on time and be with my family, or am I going to choose instead to respond to that one more email or take that last call or try to get a head start on tomorrow's work? Those are decisions that we have to make, and particularly in today's day and age where you can work mobile, and most of us have been working from our homes, we've got decisions to make with our time all the time. 
or take the fun video games. And you have to wrestle with the question like, what am I going to do? Am I going to play one more round, start one more thing over, or should I maybe just call the night so I can go to bed earlier, get up earlier, maybe spend time with God, maybe have a workout, maybe do something more productive, because now even the video game industry, it buys for our attention because now there's, you can play with people from all different places and feel like you're connecting with them. And there's always a new level up, level up, level up that you're always trying to attain, like these are the choices that we have to make with time. And if Moses had to pray this in his day, I would say certainly this would be a good prayer, prayer for us. Teach us to number our days that we can gain a heart of wisdom. And so what I'm going to talk to you about today is there's really two kind of ways that we can use our time. And wise people invest their time and foolish people waste their time. Wise people invest their time, foolish people waste their time. And I hope this from a few Proverbs that we'll look at that will help you think through for yourself because I can't answer the question for you. It's the question of wisdom that you have to think through for yourself. What is the wise thing to do uh, with my time? And so think through that this morning with me. We're going to start in Proverbs chapter 6. It's going to be the main passage. And I'll go ahead and tell you what the first, the first main point is if you're taking notes. First point is that small amounts of invested time accumulate and create positive results. So just small amounts of time done over an extended period, they actually accumulate and they produce positive results for your life. And you'll see that here in this Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 through 8, we'll start with. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet its provisions in the summer gathers food for, in, at the harvest. A teacher of the Proverbs is using this word sluggard, which we'll actually get to in a, in a few minutes, but he's saying, don't be a sluggard. Look, look you, you lazy person, look at the ant. Take note of how the ant works. I don't know about you, but I, I'm not a big fan of ants. I don't know. If, I'm pretty sure nobody here is. And one of the things that I always hate is when I get like ant piles in my yard and I try to put like the little, the little bug spray thing that's supposed to kill them. And then the next day, they've just built another one like, tw- like two feet away, right? What he's saying is look at the ant. Like they're productive. Like they get to work. They are busy bees or busy ants. I think in this proverb, when it's talking about how they actually stored food, it could have been that they were actually looking in particular at this one kind of ant that I looked into this week called the honey ant. And these ants actually do store up. They eat so much that then they can just sit in a hive and everyone else, all the other ants can feed off the honey ant for the rest of the year. (laughs) Pretty gross. That's a pretty swollen ant. (laughs) What he's saying though is look, look at the ant and how productive it is. And we know this to be true, right? We know that if we were to be busy and to do the little things, the small amount of things would accumulate. But If we're honest, we're sometimes tempted not to do it because the truth is that doing something once, like rarely, it makes a big difference in our life. And so sometimes we we just wanted something to happen really fast, but that's not the way things work. Like you know this is true like in your physical life, right? Like if you decide this is the summer, summer of 2021, I'm going to get off my COVID pounds and I'm going to exercise. Now you're smart enough to know that you wouldn't benefit by actually just saying, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just do one four-hour workout and give it all I have. No, you know that like one workout's not going to pay off, right? But you do know that if you started working out 30 minutes a day, five days a week, you would probably see that accumulate and actually produce something in your life. Or more importantly, take like your spiritual life, your spiritual health. If you made it your aim this summer to deepen your relationship with God and grow closer with Him, it wouldn't be your plan to like say, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to one setting. I'm just going to read the whole book of Matthew, and then I'll be changed. I'll be a new person afterward. God could certainly use that, but your whole life isn't going to change by sitting down. But what if you did the same thing with workout? What if you decided every morning you're going to spend time with God, 
reading and praying and communing with him, you would change because those small amounts of times would accumulate and accumulate and accumulate and produce the spiritual fruit in your life. The key is the accumulation. There's no such thing as a quick fix, but steady, small deposits of our time accumulate and they can bring radical change in our lives. They can be, there's no quick fix for your body or your soul or your mind, but radical change can take place with small bits of time. And we know this is the case because we know the opposite is the case, which is our second point. Second point is that small amounts of time, wasted time rather, accumulate also, creating negative results. Going back to the proverb, now he's going to flip the switch and compare not to the ant, but he's going to challenge the sluggard. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a thief, and scarcity like an armed man. Here the Proverbs definitely presenting the opposite side of the argument, right? And it really focuses on the little part. It's just like a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding the hands. All of that's going to accumulate and lead to, in this case, poverty, spiritual poverty, physical poverty. The little things that we do in our lives accumulate. And he uses this word sluggard, which actually, if you read Proverbs, you're going to see the word sluggard a lot. We're not going to look at all those verses there, but it's a common word. I thought I like some of the ways that they do it because the, 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 the writer of Proverbs is sometimes kind of funny how he talks about it. He talks one passage, the sluggard is like a, a door that's hinged in his bed, <laughs> just turning back and forth. Or there's another sluggard one that, that says that sluggards make excuses. And so it says a sluggard always says, there's a lion outside. So he can't do anything. There's just always something to be afraid of. He won't take that first step. Or another one of the sluggard phrases is, says a sluggard puts his hand in the bowl, but he doesn't have enough strength to eat. <laughs> That's a sluggard. And if we're honest, we all have to say that we've been there sometimes, that we have been guilty of wasting our time as well rather than investing it. And here's the reason why. Just because, just, just as like one act of doing something positive isn't going to change your life we also know that like, neglecting something once isn't going to change our life, right? So we know that it's the accumulation, but when our mindset, whenever we're in the moment, we just think, well, this, this one time doesn't matter. And it really, does, it really doesn't. It's probably not going to radically affect your life to change one thing. Take, for instance, if you were, uh, again, going to try to work on your physical health. Maybe you're aiming to lose weight, or maybe just say you're trying to eat healthier. And you, that means that you need to set aside time to make a meal plan and go get groceries and spend time cooking and eating things healthy. That means it's going to take time. But we all know that it's far easier just to go to Taco Bell, right? <laughs> Cheaper, easier, maybe it tastes better than what you're cooking. And you will say, well, if I just do that once, it's not going to matter. And that's true. It's not going to matter. It's not going to radically affect your health. You're not going to have a heart attack because you ate at Taco Bell. But if every day you had a cheesy gordita crunch, <laughs> things are going to add up to you, right? And then you're actually really endangering your goal of trying to get healthy, and you very well could actually have a heart attack if you continued that way, because it's the little things that add up and accumulate to create negative in your life. It's the same thing is true spiritually. Like, are you going to spiritually have, you know, walk away from God or have a, a crisis of faith because you miss worship on a Sunday morning? or you decide that you just got tired and didn't want to go to your midtown community, which is our small groups, we call them MCs. No, it's not going to ruin your life. It's not going to drastically affect your relationship with God because you skipped once. But when those things start to accumulate, you better believe that they will. That will radically affect your spiritual life. 
And just as an aside, as, as, as a pastor who loves you and wants the best for you, I have to say that, that I've seen some of this happen. Uh, to people in our church and friends outside of our church that I've seen people get out of the habit during the COVID time of meeting together regularly for worship on a Sunday or in your small groups. And, and I've seen the cumulative effect that that's had on people during this last year. And I know I might be preaching to the choir here because you guys are actually all here in person or on Zoom. And so I might be, not be talking directly to you, but if that's been the case for you, feel that and, and come back and join us. And if it's not been the case for you, I just urge you to help the people that you've seen that have been missing from your MCs and your communities to, to call them back into relationship because the accumulative effects can be devastating. One other thing to say about accumulation is that you can't make up for lost time. That's pretty interesting, right? Like if you were never going home and missed 14 days or let's just say two weeks of dinner time with your family because you were up late at work and caught up in something, you can't just like the next Saturday spend 14 taco places with your kids and try to make up for the consistency of that daily time that you miss. You can't, rarely, you rarely can make up for lost time, especially in the most important things. You could definitely pull an all-nighter if you're studying for a test, but in the most important things, your relationships and your family, you really can't make up for lost time. Small amounts of time wasted accumulate, creating negative results. And so this is the primary thing that I want you to take from today is that the, both of those things are true. The positive things will happen if you accumulate the small deposits of time, and the same is true on the opposite side. We have to look to the ant or look to the sluggard and see these are the two ways that you can go. Which I think then, as you dwell upon that fact, then that puts you in position to ask this question. What is the best way, or what is the wise way for me to spend my time? And I want you to wrestle with that uh, this week, knowing that these small amounts accumulate positively or negatively. I can't answer that question for you. That's a question that you need to go to God with. But I can tell you just a few things just from my own life that I've seen particularly beneficial. Um, like I've, since the, I came to faith in high school, uh, the guy who discipled me and brought me up in the faith, one of the things he said is, is, you know, one of the best things that you can do is just daily read your Bible and spend time with God in prayer. Just do that daily. And of course, I don't do that 100%, but 99% I have since I was in high school. And the accumulation of that has had a really positive effect in my life. I've been committed also to, to be faithful at worship and whatever church I was a part of all growing up, be faithful in a small group and get connected and put myself in the life of that community on a weekly basis. And the accumulation of that has shaped me significantly. I think about in marriage, a couple key little things, small deposits that uh, Brenda and I, we have a commitment to pray together every single night. And every night that she's in town, we, we pray together. Small, it's like about two minutes. Usually I fall asleep when she's praying. And, but that small accumulation of prayers has kept us close. It was on the advice of someone uh, much more mature than me told me to do that. Or, or our commitment to have like a weekly date night. Not a big deal. But if we do that every single week, the positive effect on our marriage is that accumulates. Or like think physical health. Like I regularly exercise five days a week because I know the accumulation of that has produced health in my life, or even lately with, with screen time, deciding that there's going to be a certain time where I'm not going to do any more work, or I'm going to put the phone down, and we're just going to be together. All of those things have produced a cumulative effect in my life. And so what you're tasked with this week is to ask God, what's the wise thing for me to do with my time? 
and then think particularly about just small deposits of time, things that you can add or things that you can drop and what that effect would be on your life. I wanted to do one more thing and look at three more Proverbs. That's the main point for today, but I wanted to look at these other three Proverbs because we're going to look at three that actually describe, and maybe will give us a couple, um, a couple handles to think about, like, which, which of the things do I struggle with? Where am I foolish with my time, or where am I wise? And it's going to give out some just real quick principles from Proverbs. First one is the idea of diligence versus laziness. Proverbs 10.4, lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. And one of the ways people invest time is by being diligent. That's how you invest, is by being diligent with your work. And one of the ways that people waste time is just simply by being lazy. And the difference between the two is discipline. And you guys know the definition of discipline, or at least the one I like, is delayed gratification. Like the diligent people are looking for something else in the future that helps them overcome the lazy option, the neglect option, because they know that there's delayed gratification. While it might feel good to do something or not do something in the moment, those with a discipline and those that are diligent with their time think forward to think about what is the delayed gratification and what's going to come. We all need discipline in every, 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 every area of our life, right? And when you think about future gratification, it's things like we're choosing to eat healthy uh, rather than when our bodies want to cheat. We delay the gratification because we know what's best for us. Or like I said before, attending an MC when you've had a bad day or you feel like isolating, like not doing the easy thing, but instead delaying your gratification, knowing that reward's going to come and they're probably going to come home that night and say, I'm so glad that I did that. Or maybe it's, you know, going for a run when your body says, I don't want to do it. I don't want to exercise. All these things are delayed gratification. And this proverb here is drawing out the fact that the diligent people, they're, they're disciplined. And the way that they look about their time is they're thinking about what will get me the best reward in the future. Diligent and disciplined people uh, forego their instant gratification because they know the accumulation of their invested time is going to result in greater gratification down the road. So if laziness or lack of discipline contributes to your wasting time, it says there that that can lead to poverty. And what this proverb is trying to do is instruct us to say, let's think down the road a bit. Let's think about the accumulation of things and then we'll be diligent and disciplined instead of wasting our time in laziness. A second proverb to give you an idea between the wise and the foolish is Proverbs 21.5. The plans of the diligent certainly lead to advantage, but everyone who's in a hurry certainly comes to poverty. So one of the ways that people invest their time is by being purposeful, by having a plan, having their priorities in line. And one of the ways people waste their time is by getting distracted. Hurried here, it says. You're, you're distracted where the wise person has a plan. They have a purpose where the lazy person, or in this case, the distracted person, is taken off guard. And having priorities and a purpose uh, really is a wise way to distinguish between what I call, or maybe you've heard this before, what's important and what's urgent. Wise people spend most of their time doing the things that they know are important because they've already laid down in their lives what their priorities are and they give their time to what's important rather than just having to do what's called the tyranny of the urgent, where instead they just do the next thing that's in front of them. They don't know what thing they should be doing. But people with priorities know what they're, know what they're supposed to be giving their time to, and they do what's important. Maybe you've seen this graph before. It's a little graph that kind of talks about the difference between importance and urgency. So you've got here in the bottom corner what's called noise is when you've got things that aren't important and they're not urgent. And so it's just probably stuff you just actually shouldn't give your time to. 
But then we all have things in our lives that are less important, but they are very urgent. And sometimes we have to give our times to those, but that's not where we should best spend our time. And then we all, have, we all do have fire drills, times when things are very important and urgent, and you just have to do it because they're that important. But people that are wise and have set their priorities to manage their time spend most of their time in the meaningful stuff. They've ordered their days to do the things that are important but not urgent. That's what it means to have a plan. That's what it looks like to be purposeful rather than distracted. And wise people, one of the things that this does too is it gives you an ability to know how to say no. Like some of you struggle with saying no. Obviously, it's something a lot of us struggle with. But when you're, when you're wise with your time because you've got your priorities in line, it creates like a really sharp filter of which things to say no to because you know that's urgent or that's not important. And I'm going to spend mo- most of my time doing what's important. I think two questions that you can ask yourself to get to that, to, to that would be, what do I want to accomplish? Like, what do I want to accomplish? And let that shape what your priorities are. So do you want to get a degree? Do you want to get a certification? Uh, do you want to work in a particular field? Do you want to raise your kids in the faith? Do you want to have a thriving marriage? Do you want to be dating? Do you want to share Jesus with your neighbors? When you, when you write those out and say, hey, here are my priorities, and I'm going to put a plan around it, then you'll be more wise with your time. Or I think, from a Christian perspective, the even better question to ask than what do I want to accomplish is who do I want to become? What kind of person do I want to become? And then ask myself those questions and let that shape so that I can spend my priority, my, prioritize my time to what's important. So do, do I want to become more humble? Do I want to become more forgiving? Do I want to become more patient? Do I want to be a better father? Do I want to be a better friend? Like, what do you want to come, become? And creating that list gives you the priorities so that you can then do what's important rather than being the distracted person or as the proverb said, the one that's in a hurry rather than having a plan. So if distraction or unclear priorities is your problem, then that might contribute to wasting your time. But the accumulative effects will add up one day and could be damaging. Last one that we'll look at is what I call the doer versus the dreamer. This is in Proverbs 28, 19. Those who work the land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies will have their fill of poverty. Again, poverty for the one that's a dreamer rather than a doer. And the difference here, of course, is our famous word that we all love, uh, procrastination, right? I'm an official member of the Procrastination Club. I just haven't filled out the paperwork yet, right? So we all, we all know what this is like, but the, what is the, he's describing here, the difference is in initiation. That some people do things and others just dream. And it doesn't mean like it's bad to dream or have dreams. I think what the proverb here is pointing out is that sometimes people just don't get started because maybe they're too idealistic or too perfectionist. And so they, have, you, have you done that before? where you just, you just won't take the first step because you're, you're just things have to be perfectly right or you're waiting you think, well, once I get past this hurdle, then I'll start doing that important thing. But the truth is once you hop that hurdle, guess what? There's always another hurdle. But you let those things come up and, and distract you or keep you from actually taking the step that you need to do. And so wise people just do it where foolish people never get started. I like the phrase that I learned from a friend uh, when you're, when you're doing something, it's going to get messy. But he said, I like, I like the way I do things better than the way you don't. <laughs> yes, it's going to get messy. The doing is difficult. But you can't just sit on the side because of fear or because of perfectionism or idealism that then keep you from taking the steps that you need to take and doing the right things with your time. Wisdom 
is found in taking initiative and taking the first steps. So is, is dreaming, daydreaming we'll call it, or a lack of initiation a problem that contributes to your wasting time? Uh, yes, so the accumulative effects are going to add up one day. An application of these things, uh, I already said it earlier, but, but what I want you to do is spend this week asking that question. The question we've kind of asked throughout the whole series is what is the wise thing to do? This one in particular, what is the wise thing for me to do with my time? And what I want you to do when you, when you do this process, I want you first to just imagine your life. Imagine your life years from now if you invested your time rather than waiting. Imagine the cumulative effects it would have on your body and your mind, on your soul. Imagine the cumulative effects it would have on your walk with God your physical, your emotional, your mental health, your friendships, your marriages, your families. Imagine, imagine ahead to what you want to be, who you want to become. And then allot your time accordingly. Ask God that question. What is the wise thing for me to do? More specifically, I like, what are the small deposits of time that I should give that would have the positive cumulative effect? And what are the small bits of time that I should give up so that I don't go down the road to the negative effect. That's the question I want to leave you guys with this morning. I hope that you would do that this week. And more than that, I hope that you would actually talk about it with, yourself, with each other. Talk about it in your MCs. Talk about it with your friends. Talk about it with your roommates. Talk about it at home. And this will be a fun thing for us to do. Time is so very important. One of the best, guess, biggest gifts that we have. And if you really look, look at it, time is actually just life, Right? All life is is the passing of time. And so we're talking about something very serious here. Time, it's, it's your life. So let's seek God and let's ask that question and let's seek to be wise stewards who invest our time rather than wasting our time. Let me close us in prayer and then I'll lead us in communion. God, we do ask for you just to, to speak. We come uh, with confession because we all know that we've, we've been the sluggard. We've neglected things or we've done things that with our time that is not leading us in the best place. So we just come to you and thank you for your forgiveness and ask that you would um, just give us wisdom, what things we need to stop doing, what things we need to start doing, how we can be wise rather than foolish with our time. Give us that, that direction and insight. And as we talk about it uh, with our, our friends uh, here together, we pray that we could counsel each other and help each other Thanks for this gift that you give us of time. We pray that you would teach us to number our days that we could gain a heart of wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Midtown Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this ministry has blessed you. If you would like to support this ministry, you can donate at midtownaustin.org.